0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I
1: listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it.
0: Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata.
2: It's the greatest show on earth.
0: Bickley and Murata.
2: Good morning. and hey, Welcome to the world.
0: Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Spectacular.
2: Spectacular.
0: (laughs) Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio.
1: See, it's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley
2: and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, happy Friday Valley sports fans. How is everybody doing now that a new era of Phoenix sports has begun? You feeling it, Vinny? Uh. Uh. Like, I'm feeling
0: something. I wanted to. Yeah. And then the sun's game happened last night. Oh, okay, okay, it's going to melt no, no, it away. No, 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 listen. I,
2: so you have recency bias because you, because you were there to the very end last night and you saw it from your front row perch and it, that that game does not matter. Nice. Or as Yoda would say that game matters not
0: the game. Matters,
2: matters not. that game. Yeah, there you go. You got it, Sarah. The, the game matters not. So we're not going to get know. lost in the weeds. So Kevin Durant was now part of the, the, the basketball team. We're now getting lost in the weeds of that Clippers loss. What I am getting lost in is the fact that yesterday I sat and watched a press conference with you that, that t- took place right after our show. Mm-hmm. We went to the Kevin Durant unveiling, which was quite something. It was a press conference unlike any of us have ever seen before, because it wasn't Really, a press conference, right? Mm-hmm. I go home and on my way home, uh, and I had to write a column off of that. But my friend texts me, "Dude, you see what Tiger's doing?" I'm like, "Oh no, you kidding me!" So I had new football coach, new superstar in town, renaissance of Tiger Woods at Riviera, and then a live basketball game last night that I've already vowed to forget. So I'm happy, man. This is good.
1: Screw you, family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs>
1: I noticed you didn't correct him. No, oh, that's, that's <laughs> just joking. I'll get that to was it. a huge. That was a huge. Sports.
2: Sports. Sports those are these
1: sports day.
0: Those are the days that we live for in this business. When you have too much to deal with. Yeah, we yeah. have too much to deal Which with. Good yesterday. stuff to deal with. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there there was totally so much agree. stuff
1: this week as I was uh, putting together the sports kebab, which I still need to write.
2: Uh, uh, you should get I on that. For, I, I already forgot that the Super Bowl was only five days ago. Uh, well, it was funny. It's it's funny you should say that because as I was walking to Footprint Center, like, uh, Bank of America building had a beautiful Super Bowl mural, the length of the building, as you come in from the, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> the, whatever that direction is. Hey, I'm Rand McNally, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so they were, It it almost... They had almost scrubbed a complaint, but not quite. There were still, like, lingering pinks and fuchsias on the building from the Super Bowl logo. And it dawned on me, this is pretty cool. This town is not quite yet stripped down from the Super Bowl. And now we're, like... On to Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, but I also had that feeling of like when, when Christmas is over and you have those neighbors that keep their lights up too
2: long. Like, the, you
0: know, those yeah, buildings downtown, bad. they don't want to be that yeah, neighbor that no, keeps their Super Bowl you lights don't. up too
2: long. You don't. But here's the last thing I'll say about this. Uh, when you cover big events in small towns, when you cover a Super Bowl in Indianapolis, when you cover Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia, when you – the things like this. And when the big event leaves town, there's a hollow feeling left from people behind like, oh, well, what now? What, what do we do now? Now, now uh-huh. that the circus has left town, the, the the real sign of a big league town is that when a big event like that leaves, there's something else going yeah, on. Just it's on not, to the next big event? Yes. It's not a barren landscape for the next X amount of months. Uh-huh. That's the difference between big time and small time. And for the past week or so, we have felt big time. That is a fact. And I hope we stay that way. Now, I'm well our small time producer. Jared, start the show! <laughs> Sorry, Jared, I c- couldn't resist that. <laughs> the Splash, Splash. Splash. I couldn't the resist that. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. 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 Get
0: them all, huh? Get them all. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Press conference Thursday seemed to be a success for the Arizona Cardinals and Phoenix Suns. The Cardinals went first, of course, introducing new head coach Jonathan Gannon to the Valley. After they hired him on Tuesday, Gannon promised the Cardinals will be adaptable, violent, explosive, and smart. Three of those things were noticeably missing last year in a 4-13 campaign that led to the firing of Cliff Kingsbury, and that violent part is up for debate. Uh, <laughs> Gannon is getting right to work on building a staff. Reports say the team has requested offensive coordinator interviews with Cleveland quarterback coach Drew Petzing, wide receivers uh, coach from Washington Drew Terrell, or Terrell, and uh, New Orleans running back coach
2: Joel Thomas. So that's the uh, next step. But and we know who the front runner is clearly based on reporting. We yes, We'd, we do. We do. And and Jared, sorry about that gratuitous shot at you, but you. You did admit that you hadn't started writing the sports kebab yet. I, the ideas are in my head. Okay. I just need to pen to paper. Okay. You can't find a pen. You can't find the paper. <laughs> or the pen. Or the ideas. Pen would be good for you. Paper would be nice. Pen would be good for you. You're over there on Brighton. He's <laughs> scratching the beard. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm glad you, you noticed got, that. You got a pool over there. <laughs> Cool. Fun so to, be good, for to you. be good
0: for you. Uh, Josina Anderson reported Thursday afternoon that the Cardinals have informed defensive coordinator Vance Joseph that he'll be relieved of his duties. Earlier, uh, earlier reports out of Philadelphia pointed to Joseph interviewing for Gannon's now vacant post for the NFC champion Eagles. How about that for mm. a po- potential twist? Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. S. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a few hours after Gannon was intro the Suns hosted about 5,000 fans at Footprint Center. They printed up T-shirts. It was a big to-do for Kevin Durant's first press conference, or as my partner called it in his column, a press rally or a pep conference. It was a, combo, it was a hybrid, Vinny. Yes. He? Uh, he joined the team last week, of course. Durant was moved by the reception, said he doesn't feel it's deserved because although he's done great things on the basketball court, he hasn't done them in a Suns uniform just yet. He also got emotional when reflecting on on his four years in Brooklyn saying while it didn't work out he's grateful to the organization and they'll always be part of his journey Um, and then last night kind of a cool thing happened during the Suns game when next Friday's game just suddenly got picked up by ESPN and moved to an 8 o'clock tip-off what a coincidence yeah what a coincidence yeah uh a few hours after that, the Suns put forth a pretty flat effort in a 116-107 loss to the L.A. Clippers at Footprint Center. Kawhi Leonard and Terrence Mann combined for 22 of L.A.'s 37 points in the third quarter. Leonard's second free throw with exactly five minutes left in the quarter, which uh, his first two points of the game, by the way, gave the Clips a one-point lead that they would never relinquish. Suns would not get any closer than five points in the fourth quarter. First Suns loss to a Pacific Division rival this year. They're now 9-1 and one in that category. 32-28 and 28 overall. With the loss, they slipped to fifth in the West at the All-Star break. With Durant not playing in Sunday spectacle in Salt Lake City, they will have one representative at All-Star weekend, and it's guard Saban Lee, who will play in the G League next up game on Sunday. Is that right? The uh, Suns back at it a week from tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder in that game that has been picked up for national TV. Uh, all
2: right, so what did you take out of uh, Josh Okogie in the starting lineup, by the way? Uh, he's looked great the last two games. Games uh, he looked confident offensively. I think that's a
0: big part of Josh Okogie's game. Is when he's hesitant to shoot, kind of gets in his All own right. head. Six three Six, pointers three last pointers. night. That's yeah. like a month's worth of work for yeah. Josh Okogie. No, I I know, and if I he, know. I mean, that's the way it's going to go, though. If he's your best offensive player on a night,
2: you're probably not he's going. You're probably not going to win. Gonna win. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point.
0: Uh, last night in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks got their 12th straight win. They beat the Bulls one twelve to one hundred, but they lost Giannis Antetokounmpo to a wrist in early in the contest. His status with that sprained wrist for Sunday's All-Star game is unknown at this time. Uh, the Boston Celtics, meanwhile, named Joe Mazzula as their permanent head coach. He had been coaching to this point on an interim basis after Ime Yadoka was suspended for the season in September. I'd say he's done a pretty good job yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, yes. College basketball, ASU collapsed down oh, the stretch in a 67-59 loss to Colorado. So disappointed. Desert Financial Arena. The Buffaloes closed on a 17-3 run over the last 537 of the game ASU didn't score a point in the last 350 they missed their last six shots it just seems like it's the either, end of halves
2: and end of games oh, they can't score thank you the end of games either ASU is clamping down and suffocating a team or some teams doing it to them yeah uh, ASU falls to 18-9 to oh, overall and 7 they're going to have 12. to win
1: one if not both of the UCLA and
0: U of A games right to finish now Probably, feel comfortable? Probably. Uh, I would say that's that's pretty probable. Uh, Arizona, meanwhile, routed Utah and Tucson 88-62. Kirk Carissa hit all four of his three-point attempts, led the Wildcats with 17 points. Uh, the Arizona defense held the Ute. The, the, did did the you say Ute? Ute? <laughs> <laughs> what is a Ute? <laughs> Mr. Gambini? The two Utes. The two uh, Utes
2: look, was, not for nothing. Look, I went high school. Could we yeah.
0: Could we get Gambo in a remake of My Cousin Vinny? Oh, that would be... My Cousin Gambo. (laughs) That's a brilliant
2: idea. Write the screenplay, Farid. Come on, get on it. That's a great idea. The Utes shot 32%. He needs a pen. Devils and Ah, Cats... He needs a pen. He needs some paper, too.
0: Yeah, do the sports come up first, then get to work on your treatment. Right. Right. Uh, The Devils and Cats will swap opponents now with ASU hosting Utah and Arizona hosting Colorado on Saturday. Sad news from the baseball world is a former big league catcher Long-time broadcaster Tim McCarver passed away at the age of 81. McCarver was a two-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion in his playing career. And then in his broadcasting career was on the call for 24 straight World Series, including the Diamondbacks' memorable seven-game triumph over the New York Yankees in uh, 2001. He was a a giant in the sport. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Gone at 81.
2: I thought he was great in his prime. Yep. Yes.
0: Uh, Tiger Woods birdied his last three holes to finish two under 69 in his first competitive round of PGA Tour golf in seven months on day one of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. Max Homa, Keith Mitchell are atop the leaderboard at seven under. John Rahm just one stroke back after one round of play. We got ourselves a golf storyline heading into the weekend. Day.
2: Oh, we do. Yeah, listen, if, if Tiger can back it up today, this is going to get very interesting. Uh, the ratings, it was a... It, it's It's amazing. When Tiger does anything, golf actually matters. He is still the only guy that moves the needle. The only one. But, man, does he ever move it.
0: He does. Uh, this just in, by the way, from Adam Schefter of ESPN. Uh, that the Cardinals doing more interviewing for their staff now mm. under Jonathan Gannon. Apparently, Saturday the interview day for Bears linebacker coach nice. Dave Borgonzi. Dave, Dave Borgonzi. Dave Borgonzi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he's going to interview for the defensive coordinator job. I'm just warning you. <laughs> To the uh-huh. listening audience, uh-huh. this is the way the show's going today. Yeah, it's it is. just
2: gonna happen. Yeah, it's true. For it's a good number point. of it's reasons. Out of control. I agree. <laughs>
0: I like it, Jared. I'm
2: here for it. Uh,
0: there you go. There's your splash for Friday, February 17th. Coming up next, we got our first look at Jonathan Gannon as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and he shared a lot of his vision. We'll give our reactions next. Pickley and Murata Mornings here on this Friday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bickley and Murata Mornings.
3: Look forward to working with the players. That was very appealing to me. Some of the guys that we have on board right now, not too many times do you take over a, a team and you have a franchise quarterback. So that was very appealing, and I'll head some of this stuff off right now as we talk before we get to questions and things like that, but just know this, we're going to be very adaptable. This is I'm talking the Arizona Cardinals. This is what our team's going to be. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive, and we're going to be smart. And all three phases go into that. And we will maximize the talents of the players that we have, and that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted, we're going to win games. Well, that's Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals,
0: at his intro press conference yesterday out in Tempe, and that was kind of one of the money quotes mm-hmm. that came out of it when you when you lay out the adjectives of what he thinks or what he believes the Arizona Cardinals will be. And look, he hit on adjectives that probably perked the ears up of this fan base because, as I said in the splash, none of those things were really evident
2: last year. No. Uh, there was uh, there was some substance to some of the things he said that were very resonant with me that speak directly to the issues here. It's almost as if he prepped for the job interview (laughs) and said, hey, what are they looking for over there in Arizona? Well, this is uh, what they're looking for. So, to me, I think it was an excellent debut press conference from Jonathan Gannon. I think he spoke confidently. He spoke with clarity. It was everything that that we had become accustomed to not getting from media settings with the previous head coach. And that stuff goes a long way. You project confidence, you project reject clarity, you you get results. So I I think this thing is off. Here's how I know this is off to a good start. There were actually uh, smart football people on social media after the Jonathan Gannon press conference who cover the football team who literally said, the Cardinals might have gotten it right. To even utter those words tells you after one day. For a guy that's never had the job before, tells you how good the press conference was, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When when you can get people to think, wow, they might have nailed this, and that is a, that is the feeling I think a lot of people had watching Jonathan Gannon yesterday. Wow, the Cardinals might have nailed this. Well, and as and I- purely purely, I won't say by accident because this was not how they planned it. this search. No,
0: and we're going to get into that oh, a little bit are. later on yeah, because we've talked about it for the last forty days almost. Right, uh, you know how this process is unfolded. But as I brought up yesterday, Bick, this, you know, this went. I agree, it, w- it went very well for Jonathan Gannon. I think it went overall very well for the Arizona Cardinals. And when you consider the reactions of the fan base. Again, this is something they needed to hear. They needed to feel like there's competent leadership in place. And I think they got that yesterday. And apropos of nothing, I'm not criticizing it. I thought it was interesting. Because everything that we heard about Jonathan Gannon was energy. He takes over a room, boom, boom, boom. I don't necessarily think it was the most energetic press conference. Michael Bidwill certainly didn't think it was the most energetic no. press conference because he actually made a comment about it, like maybe he's just warming up and you'll see the energy that we saw when he came oh, into yeah, the that's room. That's a good point. Um, but I, 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 I kind of dig that Jonathan Gannon wasn't all amped up it It kind of gave off this air of of credibility. I agree. of calmness no, yeah. of like, this is not going to be too big for me.
2: That that's a good way of uh, of describing it. So so I think that that the confidence he was displaying it did not seem forced to me. No, and and, and you know how I know that he made a comment um, when basically he was asked why are you the right man for the job and he basically said because I am the right man for the job and then he went on to say that whatever job and whatever challenge he's had in football he has succeeded in and he said it very matter of factly, very confidently, and you're like okay this is a guy who's they, this guy's not plagued by self doubt. And that's good. That's good. I mean, whether you're right or wrong, you better be convicted in the National Football. League. Yes. After the press
0: conference, uh, Jonathan Gannon joined Wolf and Luke here on Arizona Sports, and you know, elaborated a little bit more. What does uh, playing with violence mean to him? So
3: uh, you probably can't say all that uh, in a presser like that in that setting. But um, our guys, our guys, we have a very specific way that regrade violence on offense, defense, and special teams and there are certain principles that our guys are going to and standards that our guys are going to have to play to if they want to be Arizona Cardinals because you know it, this is a violent physical game and I believe in being the more physical team is another way that helps you win football games so uh, we have a standardized process of how we do that that will be explained to everybody that puts on a jersey and they'll have to uphold that standard or they won't be here.
0: And I think that is a great way to start. That's the first step. Lay that down. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's going to be a lot of new players on this roster next year. We know that. But yeah. for the guys that are coming back and the guys that did navigate their way through a rough season, you know, you know who's probably loving hearing that? Buda Baker. Buda Baker at one point last season, and he is the unquestioned leader of the defense, and maybe the the, the leader of the team right now uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. But he openly questioned whether or not his teammates were playing yeah. hard throughout yeah. a game when they lost to San Francisco right. in, in Mexico City, um, because Buda Baker brings it every play, and, and it sounds like that's going to be the standard for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. And again, it, you could be excited about it when it's ver you know, words,
2: but until it gets put into practice. That's what we'll see. But if
0: that's your goal,
2: that's a good first step. I'm glad you brought this up. It's an interesting dynamic I've seen a few times in sports where you you can get a handful of guys on a team that are self-starters and you don't have to motivate them to do anything. Buda Baker, J.J. Watt, those kind of guys. Then you get a guy like Cliff Kingsbury who is their head coach. Buda Baker is a self-motivated player is going to have no issues at all with Cliff Kingsbury because he doesn't need a head coach to motivate him, inspire him, lead him, get him going going, get, you know, some people need the pat on the back, some people need the kick in the backside, Buddha Bakers, they, they don't need any of that, so they have no issues with the coach per se individually, but the issues come from why won't you hold them accountable because they do not prepare the way I do, mm-hmm. and, and and it creates a, a, weird, a weird level of, and mistrust is not the right word, but it just creates a weird dynamic, because you're not feeling, you're not feeling like your head coach is incompetent because you have no issues with them individually, but the head coach won't do what he needs to do to get your teammates to do what you do it creates a really weird kind of energy in a locker room and and that is why a guy like Jonathan Gannon who comes in early I'm a big fan of this Mike Krzyzewski will never tell a team we have rules he will say we have standards there's a big difference in the messaging between the two you say we have standards you're 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 setting these are this is what we are striving to Rules are associated with penalties mm-hmm. and restrictions. So, I listen. I, I'm I, like we said when the hire was made. It, it is our responsibility as Cardinal fans, as media members, and all this to to kind of have open minds to all of this. And I and I think he's off to a good start yeah. now. Now they've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. Ton of it. Yeah. Pressure's over. Time to get to work. Time to put a football team together. Yes. You, can, you can sit here and talk about being explosive all you want with who? Yeah.
0: That's the next step. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Much different feel to the Kevin Durant press conference that went on at Footprint Center because there were 5 KD, KD, loud Lady, Pumped up fans getting ready to go. We'll get into some of the uh, points from the Kevin Durant press conference next. It's Piccadilly and Murata mornings here on this Friday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
3: Bickley and Marada mornings. Wow, wow, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um... I truly don't think I deserve all this because I I know I've done a lot of good things in basketball, but I haven't done them yet in the Suns, Jersey, and I'm looking forward to doing it. So um, I want to go out there and do as most as I can and be the best that I can every day for you guys. So I appreciate the warm welcome, but I got more work to do. Kevin Durant opening
0: statement of his press conference, his press rally, pep conference, termed by Dan Bickley uh, yesterday. was It was an interesting environment. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. it. There was what what I one of the things I think the Suns organization is great at, especially since this this renaissance of the last three years is making available their players and their events to a lot of people that don't get to games. And I think yesterday there was a good group of people, I don't know how it breaks down, but there was a good group of people who are huge Suns fans who maybe don't get to games, and they were there and they were eager, and they kind of treated it like a game. That was a rowdy press conference crowd for the middle of the afternoon on Thursday. It was insane.
2: Thursday. It was uh if you looked in from the outside uh, people might go, "Oh, what what?" A- and oh, I'm so, sure again, the Suns
0: are getting some of that from uh, around
2: the yeah, league. Yeah, right. So the the lower bowl was about 35 to 40% full on the and it was awful, pretty much awful, on the one side but facing the facing yes. where the where the players were. Where Kevin Durant was sitting,
0: but where those people were yeah. seated, those were the seats that were allotted. Those are the tickets they made available. There wasn't an empty seat.
2: Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, all right. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and you're right. It was an incredibly young audience. Um, and as I said to, uh, to people yesterday, uh, any sports town, any sports team would kill to have that kind of demographic. Yes. Uh, 6,000 young people willing to drop everything they're doing, drive downtown just to watch a press conference. So that is a flex right there. Um, it, uh, what, what I think people from the outside won't understand when they look at this, they'll go, oh, how cute. Look at Phoenix, Arizona coming out for a press conference, right? Uh, there'll be a lot of jaded people who think that we're a bunch of uh, goobers out here yeah. because of that. What people won't remember is that there was 24 hours last summer when we thought that that was going down. Yes. So what happened yesterday to a lot of people was about nine months too late or whatever the month. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, this, is, this, was, this was something that we thought was going to happen. And so as a result, I think there was a great energy. People... Uh, I think KD was taken aback by it a little bit. At one point in time, he like pointed to his heart and kept going, man, thank you. I appreciate this. So this is good. I, I, what I think is good about this is that Kevin Durant has been criticized and ridiculed so much. And it, it continued again this morning. Um, and again, the whole Brooklyn, the the tail of the Brooklyn Nets, he's going to have to wear that for some time. For him to come in yesterday gave him an idea of just how hungry we are and just how love he is going to be if he delivers. Yes. So those two messages I I think are going to make his, I I think he walked away from this deal yesterday going, I can't wait to play for that crowd. I've now sat in front of that crowd. I can't wait to play for that crowd.
0: This is going to sound admittedly somewhat cheesy, but you know what one of my takeaways was from yesterday? Kevin Durant smiled a whole lot. Kevin Durant isn't exactly known for smiling. That's a good point. He, yeah, I, I used the word sullen earlier this week to describe his kind of basketball mentality. You know, his on-court persona. Uh, and no, he wasn't playing. But I, I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think he was taken aback by that reaction, and he said it. No, I don't think I deserve this right now. Mm-hmm. Now he did speak very freely and accurately about how great he is at the sport of basketball, and he talked about you know uh, you know wanting to do those things for Phoenix. But I I. Think think he was you know shaken up a little bit, and I mean that in a good way by the reaction uh, he talked about it during the press conference why he wanted to come to Phoenix and this is
3: not a recent phenomenon. Uh, they experienced a lot the last couple years. Um, you see the growth in this team. Uh, when Monty took over, when James came here, I see the, the culture started to change. The way they played on the floor, the energy they played with started to change and I always love playing here in Phoenix. The fans always show love to, you know, just good good basketball in general. They always cheer their fans on, but they show love to the opposing team as well. So uh, I knew this would be a, a, a great place to play and a great place to continue to get better as a player. You got somebody like Devin, Chris, Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden, guys that work. And I wanted to be a part of that. So I'm excited I'm here. I'm looking forward to trying to add as much as I can to the group already. Like I said, they built you know themselves up and built the structure and the infrastructure up for themselves already and I'm looking forward to adding to it.
0: Yeah I think after all the dysfunction, all the drama in Brooklyn and you know he's not without criticism for for for, for, for that. Mm. And let's get that out out there Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's uh, Kevin Durant is relieved that that is over Mm -hmm. but you know with that drama I think he identified the Phoenix Suns as a team of serious basketball players that he wanted to be a part of because that's what he is. Yeah, but like I said, it wasn't a recent phenomenon. He went back almost a decade when he said the first time he realized he might he, uh, he might want to play uh, in Phoenix went
2: back uh, to it's a very uh, odd memory he plucked yes. from his memory banks. Yeah, he said, I remember a Suns team that was forty five and thirty seven or something like yeah, that. Here, here's that cut. All right, I
3: was definitely involved. I mean, I, I felt like once I got into the league, I came in at 07. Phoenix was always one of the top teams. In the league—it's um, only been a few years, actually, um, where they, you know, they weren't one of the top teams. So um, they always had a solid team. Somebody always respected, and when you came in here, this was a, this was a battle. You know, you knew the crowd was going to be into it from the, um, from the tip. And I think one of the, one of the best teams that, you know since I've been in the league was that team that didn't make the playoffs, that were like 45 and 37. I think with the Twins and PJ Tucker, and I think that was one of the teams that really sold me on, like, all right, this is. A, this, is a, this is a destination to come play. This is a place that, you know, they really get behind their team. So, um, and, and also just the style of play that team had, I feel like that's always evolved in this, the fast pace here in Phoenix. So um, that drew me here. You, you know, you always keep an eye out on organizations and teams throughout the league, throughout your career. This is one of the teams always, and one of the cities always respected. And, you know, I'm glad I was a, just able to come full circle when I'm here now.
0: Yeah, that, uh, that team was the 13-14 team. Forty-eight wins, coached by Jeff Hornacek. Vic, you remember that team, right? Oh yeah, PJ Tucker, Marky
2: Morris, Daryl Green, yeah, did you think it was- Smith? My first thought, Shavlik
0: was- Randolph.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! Man, wow, you- that's deep in the bag.
1: I didn't remember that. But when he said the twins were so conditioned, my immediate thought was, Mikel Cam weren't on that team, were they? I was like, yeah, oh, right. the no, Morris the twins. The Morris Actual yeah, right. twins. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was a weird team to pluck from his from the back of, of his brain to, to kind of illustrate how long they've been on his radar, which is interesting. Um, but it just the general reaction to it, that was really part of the, of the it, it was almost the story, to be honest with you. Just the fans and the energy and just coming out in the middle of the day, like, because it was funny, because one ended. You had to tell people as your role as PA guy. Okay, everybody, please leave. Thanks for coming. Please get out. but You got to get out. Yeah, but you got to get out. <laughs> you turned
1: into Devin Booker after the Super Bowl. Okay, that was fun. Now everybody, get the hell out of yeah, here. Get the
2: heck out of here, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes. And again, so now the wait begins and now let's see all star weekend. What was interesting too, is that, that nobody, even Kevin Durant could not commit to a week from today as the debut, which, which I find to be interesting because he looks ready to me, but he, but they keep referring to we're on the trainer schedule. Okay. I would, th- I would well, think Friday's the day. If, I mean, like you said, yeah, the fact that the NBA's kind of moved around their schedule. If ESPN
0: makes the commitment to put the Oklahoma City Thunder on their primetime schedule <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin Durant Durant's doesn't might. play. Oh my goodness, right. And that's not to say Oklahoma City's not a good young team. They are. They got a lot of talent mm-hmm. on that team. But it's not a team that normally shows up on national TV, let's be
2: honest. Yeah, we're, there's a lot to get into yes. with, the, with this. We're going to get into just what this is going to feel like, the, the, the quick fix nature of it all it's gonna be interesting
0: yep the uh innings festival is back the two-day music back. festival featuring green day eddie vetter weezer the offspring and many more returns to tempe beach park <clears throat> excuse me february 25th and 26th head to the contest page at arizona for complete details and your chance to win tickets coming up next tiger woods back on the course competitive pga golf and he was more than competitive at Riviera. And Pick's giddy about it. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings on this Friday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Dan Bickley. Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: It is the Friday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell taking you up until 10 o'clock. And with all the excitement, the post-Super Bowl glow, uh, not only on the NFL but also here in the uh, Valley. with yeah. the Kevin Durant press conference, a new head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I know there's something that makes you even... A little bit more giddy this week. Well,
2: I don't know if you, uh, that that might be an editorial license. That might be a stretch on your behalf, Vinny. But I you're will not say more giddy I, when Tiger well, Woods is playing I, golf. I am, but but Tiger Woods playing golf doesn't make me more giddy than Kevin Durant coming to Phoenix. I didn't I wasn't Okay, I I'm, just, this I'm more generally okay. generally general, giddy.
0: Your giddiness level
1: there's was no taken to even that. higher yeah. levels. There's, no, there's yes. no doubt
2: about that. There's listen, there's no doubt about I watched every hole he played yesterday on DVR. I'm a dork like that. Um, and, and so it, again, I'm reminded. okay. So for those who don't know, Tiger Woods showed up. He's playing a PGA Tour event this weekend. He's playing it in in California, Southern California at Riviera. Uh, beautiful course. He's played there many times. He's played well there. It's not overly long. But Tiger Woods had a day yesterday where... Uh, for most of the day, he hung around even par, but what was interesting to people was that he was out driving Justin Thomas, which is not that big of a deal, but he was also out driving Rory McIlroy, who's one of the best drivers of the golf ball in the sport. So people are like looking at this going, whoa, what is this all about? And then Tiger birdies his last three holes. He's now sitting there at two under par going into action today. Now, he he could go out, shoot eight over today. It could, yeah. it, it could just be a one-off, it right? It could happen. Right, um, but but again, this is sort of a, this is everything the PGA Tour needs more than 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 ever before because of everything that's going on with live and and all this and and the relevancy of the PGA Tour. This is this is good. This is a reminder of how much this man means to this sport.
1: Have any? What you were saying in the splash earlier about how the eyes go on golf only when tiger is there even all these years mm-hmm. later yeah has any single athlete ever been more important to one sport ever
0: i that's i think that's a valid question i, I it is a valid because question because what what Bick just laid out there is mm-hmm. exactly true but look there's only so many grains of sand in mm-hmm. the hourglass and Those have been tested over the last few years. Right, Tiger Woods is still not playing a full schedule, and I'm not. I'm not saying that he should be. The guy's still coming back from a major surgery that a major injury that that nearly almost killed him. Mm -hmm. But if you're the PGA Tour behind closed doors, you're thinking, all right, we've done some good things now. We 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 got a kick in the pants from the Live Golf Tour. We had to change the way we were doing some things Mm -hmm. to modernize and weed out some people. And uh, I think they've done that with the elevated purses. And and, and there's some exciting things going on. Mm -hmm. But when that all fades away, and for a lot of people it may have faded away already, it comes down to who the golf public wants to watch play. No doubt. And Tiger's the answer. It's unbelievable. After they need to figure out years. some way to preserve him like, you know, with, with chemicals to keep him on the tour well, for as long as they well, can. This so,
1: almost reminds
0: yeah. me of sort of like the
1: early 2000s when Mike Tyson was way past his prime. Mm-hmm. But he was still just about the only boxer who could sell pay-per-views yes. because they just never True. got that Good. next star.
2: You're on fire, Jarrett thank you yeah no, you're right about that that's it that's exactly what this is kind of like and it's it's crazy that all these years later there's nobody who's really stepped up into the void and it's just kind of shows you just how Tiger rocked this sport and sports in in general with what he was able to do his his run of dominance all of that kind of stuff okay so um so so Tiger Woods is doing this and and this is going on and this is really really cool and on the ninth hole yesterday as Tiger Woods out drives Justin Thomas they're walking down the fairway and Tiger hands Justin Thomas something what hand, like a little secret, if I wanted to hand you something without anybody seeing it, I kind of like, Here you go, Vinny, take this yeah. here. right? Like mm-hmm. that kind of deal. And Justin Thomas is laughing, and Tiger's doubled over in laughter, and people are like, What is this all about? Well, cameras have zoomed in on it, and Tiger gave Justin Thomas a feminine product, a tampon. And it's caused a bit of a stir that, okay, that's a little sexist. And it's and it's sort of led to this debate that, okay, Paige Speronic of all people, went on social media and said, all right, if we cancel Tiger over this, we're rioting. Enough of this. (laughs) Just telling you, this is just part of what happened yesterday. I don't know. I don't
0: pay any attention to Paige Speronic on social media. (laughs) Never heard of her, Bickley. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs)
2: So, yeah, it is. I mean, and again, so this is a it it, it leads to this. It's a it's an inappropriate uh, uh, offensive joke between a joke between friends that could be perceived as offensive. And yet it was a private moment between friends. Is it? And the and the and the receiver was uh, laughed as hard as the. Intender, the giver in it all.
0: And I agree with everything you just said. Okay. That's what it was intended to be. Right. But nothing is private anymore, especially when you're returning to the PGA Tour after a seven-month absence and there's a million cameras chronicling your every move on the course. I, do I have a big deal with it? No. Like you said, it was a joke. But, you know, jokes jokes land differently well, in they do, Well, that is true. Explain Sarah, a joke.
2: Sarah, well, if, if I you... mean, what what do you think that joke is saying? That. Uh...
0: Justin Thomas, by being outdriven by Tiger Woods, was maybe a little less manly on that. Yeah, hole. that that's a good way of putting it. Exactly. And yeah. the negative connotation yeah, of. you saying
2: you play win- like a girl. Women basically. are weak. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's yeah. yeah, that's yeah. In more of a succinct way. That's that would be what the joke would be. An old school joke between good friends. Yet it's caught on camera. Mm. And Vin- but Vinny's also got a point here. If you're Tiger Woods, do you have to have some cognizance and some recognition that cameras are on me 24 seven? Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. We, we could open up a
1: whole
2: can also,
0: of worms on like, this.
2: was
1: he... What if he never outdrove him, <laughs> like right, like him all day? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. he was just waiting, like, walking around with that all day, like, in his golf bag. That's a really to, good question. Well, it, he was it,
3: just, it, like, it, like
1: it, waiting for, like, a time, like, hoping look, you that... You it would know when it's you're...
3: It's good to be prepared. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, right.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, so, so, so.
2: a lot of us carry those around in our bags. Not
1: just Tiger Woods. That's fair. That's fair. I guess. I guess you're well right. Well done, ruthless.
2: Justin Thomas, I got you too. I got you too. Well yeah. done, ruthless. That's funny. Yeah. No. Well, people have said that that this because they play golf together a lot. This must have been something as he started to outdrive him in practice rounds. That he, in his mind, thought, "Oh, this will be funny if I can ever lay this joke on him." It's just. It, it, yeah, you're right. You, we could go on and on and on all day about this, uh, the inappropriate nature of it, and all that. Yes, and, and is and how how much of a right do you have to be offended by a private moment between two guys that is caught because of high definition cameras? That's an argument too. Well, it's just another reminder of things,
0: things that are available to the public. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time are far different, and in fact, the polar opposite of things that happen in private.
2: Yeah. So, not saying no. uh, Again, no. Nobody's saying anything. We're just pointing out that this was part of the Tiger Woods experience yesterday, and and so, and again, Justin Thomas is. You know, he's he had to go to. Training after using a homophobic slur after missing a putt—that is correct. Calling himself a homophobic slur, he, he he was sent to timeout. Basically, so so this was part of it. But the bigger story to a lot of people is: okay, is is this a one-off? Was this a good day for Tiger Woods, or is this guy kind of worked himself back into position? <sighs> To be a factor in some of these tournaments. I, and if he is, it's the biggest thing possible for the PGA Tour.
0: But recent history will tell you that this was probably a one-off. Am I correct?
2: Probably,
0: yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. this early into a return after right. a, a, a layoff of that yeah. of that duration. Yeah. right. Yeah. But, uh, hey, it does make things more interesting going into the weekend when Tiger's relevant. Five strokes back heading into uh, today's second round. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Coming up next... A lot of uh, excitement, a lot of energy after the Kevin Durant press conference at Footprint Center. Where did it all go when the game started? We'll get into that (laughs) through Vinny's View next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.